of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Got my Prevna 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. My name is Fiend for the Money. F-I-E-N-D. Shotty. You know what I'm saying? Born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uptown like a motherfucker. Holly Grove to be exact. Now, you say Holly Grove. Isn't Wayne from Holly Grove? Wheezy's from Holly Grove. Yes, sir. 1-7. Wayne said that I'm one of the ones that inspired him to do it. He used to write my lyrics down after school, write them on paper. Like, that's something crazy to know that you don't know who's watching. Yeah, you definitely don't know. But, you know, you're an inspiration for a whole bunch of people. One of my favorite MCs for sure. Now, Thank you. What was your life like growing up over in Holly Grove? My life growing up in Holly Grove was, a, it was kind of unique, man. Um, my dad was like, um, like the prince of my uh, neighborhood. I, um, not watching no one's pockets, but my grandfather was, they called like a black Jew. And I mean, no disrespect to no one, but just that he owned the block and he owned all the house, the homes on the block. You know what I'm saying? including the barroom that my daddy was uh, a mixologist there for 40 years, 40 plus years. My daddy ran the barroom. Um, but my life was pretty good. Poverty eventually happened because 
you know, through, you know, uh, I don't know who, I don't know who specifically let the coke come in the neighborhood, but when that happened, things changed up a little bit. I'm quite sure for a lot of neighborhoods and a lot of households, but um, we still survived through my mom and my father made an excellent opportunity for me and my brother Kevin and how to grow to have a good life, you know. That's very dope. So I remember those times, man, when the crack um, epidemic hit every neighborhood from coast to coast. You know, nobody was exempt from that. Um, I'm no, talking, about, no, talking about from Detroit to Los Angeles. Facts. You know, how did that How did that era impact you? It, um, how did the, the coke crack era impact me? It, uh, in some instances, I can recall being a young man, it probably put food on the table. And in some instances, it didn't allow food on the table. I feel you, man. You know, it, it was definitely turbulent times. It was definitely, um, yeah. you saw a lot of people come up. You know, I remember being in school, seeing cats go from wearing the same pair of pants every day to pulling up to the school of Mercedes Benz, BMWs, kitted up Jettas. And just different stuff. So it was definitely a different time. Life had changed for you when uh, you got something that everybody wants, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, you're so much more than just a rapper. You're a songwriter. You can sing. I hear a lot of blues inflections in your music. I don't even want to almost ask you, how did you discover hip-hop? When did you discover your passion for music? I discovered my passion for music. I, re- I recall vividly my dad let me stay up a little bit late to, to go in the living room and watch a performance by Earth, Wind & Fire. Now, I don't know why I was so compelled to go sit down and stay up and watch this. I don't know what channel was on or what was going on, but I remember seeing Earth, Wind & Fire come out with them play sequence outfits, Philip Bailey hitting all these crazy high notes and was just amazed. You know what I'm saying? And, um, I knew I loved music. My, I used to walk out in the living room after my dad be having a get together, you know, a player party. And I still got it. I'll show it to you. I got this big ass hand crank weed grinder. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's huge, dog. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Big ass iron crank on it. My daddy be grinding his cannabis, rolling them some J's, you know what I'm saying? And letting Anita Baker, Harold Melvin, and Blue Notes, you know, uh, George Parliament. Uh, excuse me, George Clinton and the, and the phone with Doug Parliament. Uh, you name it, bro. Barry White, Quincy, you name it. I, um, Shad Day. I remember these things vividly. And that big old ugly ass brown stereo box that was in everybody's house that eventually had one. <laughs> the, with the it was push one down long. Top, you get the turntable. Yeah, yeah, the turntable, the eight track in there. You know what I'm saying? And um, I used to just thoroughly enjoy that, man. And uh, after his company, you know, I might come up with that. Ricky, go ahead, do the little dance for him. Ricky, go, go do the little dance. <laughs> you, know you know what I mean? And then uh, get your ass out of here, you know. Yeah, sip on his little pony, his little Miller Lite pony. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when the friends leave here, let me come in, let me chill. And while he just rolled him a few J's and listen to some music. And music has just always been grand to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, I love all kinds of music. But uh, something about soul, rock, um, R&B, then eventually hip-hop 
it just it just struck a match under me, man. And I just, man, I just never been the same since. That's very dope, man. Now, music is one of those things, and this is what I always tell artists. If you're coming into it just looking to get paid or hit a lick, it's probably not going to happen to you. But if you become great at what you do, money will follow. It, it will allow you, the universe will allow you to do what you're passionate about and make a living at it. Now, when did you realize that that was the path that you want to go on? Like, I want to be a musician. I can't see myself being a manager at the Foot Locker. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a principal at a high school. I don't want to be a football player. I want to be a right. musician. When did wow. that moment hit you? Wow. When did that moment hit me that I think, man, when I realized I just wanted to do music is that I felt more obligated as a young man. My brother had passed and I was a... Uh, that's all I knew, me and my brother, my father, my mother. And then it was just me, my mother, and my brother. And then it was just me and my mother. You know what I'm saying? So I think by trying to fulfill uh, um, a, a life patent oath I made with my brother, you know, that I wanted to rather do music, he introduced me to these guys, but I didn't really get with these guys after he passed till they all was like, you know, I have a real unique story still. Like in my neighborhood, I, I recall this, I don't know if it's like two years ago, but it really hit me, bro. Like it, it clear as day, it hit me that my neighborhood did everything that they could to make sure I stayed on the right track. That's very dope. He had a lot of respect and the, um, he had a lot of respect and, our neighborhood and my dad did, of course, as well. And my mom, beautiful man. Do you know <laughs> when I was born, my neighborhood couldn't wait to see what I looked like because my daddy was such a handsome man and so loved and revered, and my mom was so beautiful. They felt they they couldn't wait to see like the print on some Simba shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, you know, and I don't mean it from an egotistical way. I mean it from a standpoint of just, I'm hearing these stories from my aunt that's in California and she's telling me about these things that I, I was oblivious to. You know what I'm saying? But it, it had to be on to my brother, I swear all my life that I'm going to take care of my mother, I'm going to take care of us off this music. You introducing me to Devious, Musa, Mellow Fellow, Country, and these people won't be for nothing. You know what I'm saying? He used to come in from hustling at night and pay me $20 to make him some scrambled eggs. You know what I mean? $20 to make him a bowl of cereal. And I, once I had him at that table, I pull out my notebook and I run these raps. So, so your brother, <laughs> you know, you mentioned your brother, you know, during the course of us just, you know, building with each other. I heard mm -hmm. you hear you mention your brother a lot, man. He was obviously a big impact in your life, man. Oh, man, bro, say still, bro, you know how you watch on TV and the kid, um, the the, uh, the the big brother comes and saves the brother, stands up for him, like fresh out of a movie or something. Mm -hmm. Before my brother passed, I, I witnessed that in real life, you know what I'm saying, like a couple times, you feel me? And like, um, I, he was my hero, bro. He was my hero, bro. You know, I'm, 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 I'm not sad right now, but I'm definitely teary-eyed right now, just thinking about him. 
in a uh, in a joyous way. I miss him. He just had a birthday, February twelfth, and uh, he just was he he had love for me, bro. Like you know what I'm saying. And and what he sacrificed for me, and what he he chose to do to make sure I didn't lead the life of things. He you know he was selfless on a lot of parts, and he let me know what it's like to have a brotherhood and how you reciprocate that type of brotherhood. You know what I'm saying? I'll never forget this, man. This dude stole on me, run a neighborhood. We just moved into this neighborhood. This old-ass dude, bro. You're a grown-ass man, bro. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 15. I'm 14 years old. Excuse me, I'm 14, 13 years old. Man, this dude stole on me. I'm new, talking to some new guys, and this older guy come over, and he just steal on me, right? He ain't put me down. He just hit me. I don't know to put your fucking hands on me, son. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I remember going home and walking in the house, and my brother like, what's up? And I'm like, uh, uh, nothing. He's like, what's up? You, you look down and what's up? He like, what's up? He like, man, what happened? So I said, this guy, man, older dude, bro. He might be older than you, man. He stole on me, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you feel me? He was like, come show me who you're talking about. I'll never forget this, son. My brother had on khaki shorts, no shirt. A white Boston Red Sox hat and put on his Nikes and we went outside we walked down two blocks and he said show me which one of these men put his hands on me I said it was him right there he said look homie we're new in this neighborhood and I get y'all been around here you heard me you want to fight somebody we can catch the street right now two grown men and we can get to that bro don't you ever in your fucking life put your hands on my brother son ever dog you heard me and that was that. He like, do you want to catch the street? Nah, dog, we could okay then. You feel me? That's that. You feel me? And we went inside. I was like, Spike. Yeah, Spike. Yeah, yeah, Spike. <laughs> Walking back <laughs> behind my brother to the house. I got to witness that, bro. Like, and I think that just uh, gave me an undeniable commitment to this was going to be my life goal was to make something out myself. To not only take care of my mother, but to let my brother know that his time invested in me, the love he had for me was not in vain. That's dope, man. It's very dope. Big bro. Shout out to big bro. Man, yep. Happy birthday, Kev. Now, your original label was Big Boy Records, an iconic label in New Orleans. Me being a person that, um, I I came out to California in 88, um, and I've always been very much a person that was heavily invested in the hip hop, any new record that came out. So me okay. being originally from the Midwest, we vibe with everybody. We listen to Southern music. We listen to East Coast rap. We listen to West Coast rap. We didn't have no preference. We liked everybody. I so, like that. you know, Big Boy Records was an iconic label. How did you link up with those guys? Big Boy Records, before I was a Big Boy Records, I was already working with. Olive Grove Records, which was three cats that started a label to put out Black Menace that allowed me to record myself on wax for the first time with a verse dedicated to my brother. These labels started from some friends of his that he hustled with. So um, then I was with Worth the Weight Records. This was Devious and Musa. You know what I'm saying? And I also worked with Booney, DJ Jazz, um, which was Booney was the brother of the girl who my, my brother's first love. All these people took their time to take me into to work. So these are people that I was working with before Big Boy Records 
Um, I did an intro for Wild Wayne, uh, Q93. And he uh, still to this day is a big radio personality, but he had the evening show, like between three to seven is the prime time for us kids at the time on radio. You feel me? Like we're going to learn new music coming out. We're going to see what's going on, what's moving around, shaking in the city. And you get to hear uh, possibly an upcoming next artist if you was rapping on Wild Wayne to do his intro for his show. You heard me? That's basically like if this if we had a radio station called Steel FM and you were the radio personality and I'd be like, yo, this fiend was still such and such and such, such you know, catch, catch the show between three and seven. Like this is what you played every day to announce before you went on live on the air. So while Wayne allowed me to do an intro for him, Devious produced it. Uh, I remember he produced it like on a Monday, Tuesday we, we cut it. I think uh, uh, the radio station, uh, while Wayne got it on a Wednesday, Thursday he played it again. Friday I was having a meeting in the studio with Big Boy Records and DJ Leroy Edwards Precise. That was the producer, head producer. He was making a track for Sporty T, bless his soul. He's passed away. Basically, Friday I was signed. I wasn't even signed to the label, but I was, I was, I was in there. I was in the studio as a fly on a wall because mm-hmm. my intro got me to this part. So when I got a meeting in the studio, right? This dude was producing the track with somebody else. He had the bass guitars playing. I'm on the wall like, hold on, man, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, he said, bro, what you said? What, what you said? He said, say that shit again? I said, I'm the baddest motherfucker. He like, hold on, bro. Hey, sporty, bro. Oh, this is decisive. Hey, bro, uh, I'm in a session uh, working on some tracks for you, but I did something and I'm, I want to get it to somebody else. I want to know would you mind because I'm in here for your dime. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah, it's nice, man. You go ahead and do that, man. It's all good. I'll be there later. You know what I'm saying? He got on the phone, told me, get in the booth. I went recorded the baddest motherfucker live. Saturday, I was shooting a TV commercial for the box. That's dope, man. That's real dope. You know, you've mentioned just some legendary names from the New Orleans era, from New Orleans area, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know Sporty T was that dude down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sporty T was uh, what we call, what he called himself, the king of bounce. Sporty was already a rapper, what we call real rappers, meaning that real rappers did music outside of bounce music. Are you all about the NBA action? you got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. 
One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees, every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But... But nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Sporty was that guy. And, he, you know, he was, he was, you know, known in these streets too, you know what I'm saying? But Sporty was that guy. Sporty let me get that one leg up. You heard me? Shout out to Sporty T and his family. Feel me if anybody tuned in. Sporty allowed me to get that track, man. That's dope, man. That's that's yeah. real dope. So from there, y'all pushing out projects, man, and y'all doing y'all thing, man. And um, yeah, you know, the world got to hear you. You already established artist, man, and you wind up on No Limit Records, man. How did that come about? I ended up getting No Limit Records was that the Big Boy thing, Big Boy Records. It it didn't pan out and work for me for the long haul like I had wanted it to. You know what I'm saying? Uh, God bless Chuck Soul, Charles, Big Chuck Temple, uh, real solid guy. We just didn't see eye to eye on some stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I stood up for myself, and he wasn't going to have no coup <laughs> at his label. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you heard me? He said, I'm so, the boss. Yeah, we bumped heads, and I used to feel like, you heard me? At one time, I was in the office and had all the artists, and I felt like on one side of the room, it was artists that was doing shows to get money. And the other side of the room was artists that still trying to get the thing together and hope they get an opportunity to make them some weekend money and make some sales off of some record sales, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. So I had, um, you know, I was still making too many decisions, emotions, then, so I ended up having a hiatus. 
And uh, we, you know, we kind of bumped heads. Later, end up, you know, get with each other. He told me before he passed away, he had so much respect for me for standing up for myself, bro. You heard me? He said, I want to tell you this to your face, bro. At least you got a release from my record company. And we had whatever our misunderstanding was, and we moved past that. He said, that's how I'm able to spend money with you today. Because I got respect for you, bro. You just you were 18, and I couldn't figure out why he ain't having this shit. He, he, is, he is not having it. You hear me? I'm gonna tell you it was funny too, but it's the first time I ever encountered something like this. We didn't ha- we didn't see eye to eye, so I took my hiatus from the label. But do you know that this label was recording? I had recorded like two songs, right? Do you know that they were about to finish my album with the rest of the songs on my album being this songs about me? On my album, is that right? That's crazy, bro. They so they was gonna put an album out with a bunch of people dissing you. Yeah, me on two of my own songs, and the rest of the songs just. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and um, I ended up hearing the story, and we ended up laughing about it, and we kept it moving. You know, what I'm saying my whole thing was my for, for my brother being in the streets, like you know, you see all types of men. You know, what I'm saying. And sometimes it's better to let someone think they won, you know what I'm saying, opposed to having to beat on your chest in the middle of the street about, you know, about your victory. So I knew just to be young, I'm young, you know, I'm not built like these gentlemen. I really prefer to do music than on some street shit, you know what I'm saying? So I had to respect that, you know what I'm saying? I had to respect that. And we ended up working on something. I came back and finished my album. Uh, DJ Precise produced it. Uh, David Falk played a lot of instruments, helped produce that, and we just moved forward. You know what I'm saying? What happened was I still had a name ringing in the, in the city, and Big Boy Records had ran its course, so I got a release from a good friend of mine helped me with a release. And um, he got Chuck to come bring me a release, um, you know, um, ending my duties at Big Boy Records. So um, my mom got me a job at Towns Picayune, the newspaper, mm-hmm. right? Doing customer service, bro. <laughs> I'm falling asleep <laughs> in the lunch room. <laughs> I'm doing the most, bro. So, um, uh, Kane and Abel had, had got a third party situation to work with No Limit Records. Me and Kane and Abel were like, like this. So, I'm taking the trips and help writing, doing all kind of things with each other. So, um, that was one look of visiting No Limit Records. A second look was me and X invited me to get on a song with, with Mac and her on her project. I went up there to the studio again. You know what I'm saying? No Limit Studios. And um, I recorded that. So that was that. So I go again with KL. Me and KL sit in Studio B. Little small room, bro, where he's just doing pre-production at. And I'll never forget, we like this here while he working on the drum machine. And I hear Dove, and I turn like this here. And here come Percy Miller walking like, what's up, bro? Kale, let me holler at you, bro. You know what I'm saying? They leave me in a room by myself. They go in the room. Their voices get a little loud. You know, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, damn, I hope I ain't get Kale in trouble. You know, just being this, uh, you know, eager kid. Uh, asking my friend take me to his job, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He like, nah. So Vincent KL came back in, and I heard him tell him, man, we need this dude. Like, I think we need this dude. You know what I'm saying? He came back in like, nah, we good, man. We good. We good. 
that was another look of being out there. The last and final straw was I had uh, a buddy of mine that believed in me, and he knew my brother. You know what I'm saying? He knew my brother for some other things. And he was like, um, I believe in you. I'm going to find out what it'll take to do a, a deal with No Limit Records. So he said, I remember hearing that P didn't care for third-party deals. Sometimes they end up bad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But man, they got on the phone call, got on the phone call, the phone call. And then finally he was like, you know, what is it going to take to have Fiend you know, getting in the shuffle with that, we could do a third-party situation. You put out a Fiend album with your production, whatever I want to take. He gave him a number, and then my people drove out there with a bag. You know what I'm saying? 250000 And, uh, you know what I'm saying? I did Don't Fuck Around on the Body Soundtrack, and the rest of that shit is history. That's real dope, man. That's real dope. Now, you mentioned KLC. That's a part they call the medicine men now, but Beats by yeah. the Pound. Beats by the Pound. Boy, those boys are some bad men. Hey, to this day. To this day. To this day. You know what I'm saying? Still there, man. You know. And um, I saw the ascension, man, of No Limit Records, man, to the point to where you had people around the country wearing these chains. You know you made it when you go to the ghetto stores, you know, the swap meets and whatnot, and you see pieces of jewelry with your name on it. With your name on it. With your name on it and everything. And people was walking around with no limit chains. You know, it was people going around saying they were signed to no limit. I'm talking about people that didn't know right. nobody at the label. Talk about yeah, I'm signed it's to no limit. You know, that, right. that was a, that was a big thing. What's your most memorable moment, man, from that? Because that was a monster. Um, it was huge being a part of such a uh, a, a label of that magnitude. My most memorable moment of that seeing people tattooed. No limit on their body. Wearing um, the fake chains just because they they feel obligated to support something that speaks about speaks to their soul or their life. You know, uh, it was big, man. It was motivational seeing people with your your, your fiend tattered on them, people with your lyrics tattered on them. You know, what I'm saying I remember the brother Wale uh, told me one day, "Street Life, my album, Street Life is like the Bible in the DMV." I was like, damn, fam. You know what I mean? Just think, man, I could have not turned that album in. You know what I'm saying? So just the whole thing, period, man. Um, one vivid memory I have is Puffy walking with us, P. Diddy, <clears throat> Sean Combs, walking with us through the airport. It's 63 of us, right? Mm-hmm. Walking through the airport to go catch a plane at one time, right? Puffy come up to me and says, say, bro, High in the fuck is <laughs> y'all not getting in trouble. You know, how the fuck is y'all even keeping this shit together, dog? Like, how the fuck is y'all getting along? What the fuck? And I remember telling him that, um, you know, we got number love and respect for someone we deem to be the leader of this company. And that type of love and respect is going to drive, be the driving force to continue to get us from point A to point B. You know what I'm saying? And that's just what that is. Then I said, look at all God's children walking together. Man, how could this lose, Puff? You know what I mean? How could this lose? But he like, you crazy, man. He said, all right, Dad, I got a plan to catch you. Know and that was that, you know what I'm saying? So that'd be one of those moments that made me say, um, it's bigger than life, you know? Yeah. Did it at every did it at any point ever seem surreal to you? Like, like, man, this is really happening. This is really going down. 
Um, it had to be one time being in Cleveland or one time being in Ohio somewhere. And um, I just dropped there with their family. And we had a show. And this arena had the whole 20,000 people easy. All more, this shit was huge. And I'll never forget the promoter was, um, he like, man, he's getting us in the van and stuff. Man, oh, man, we're so happy to have y'all here. He said, well, fiend, oh, my God. Oh, they're waiting on you. He said, oh, they're waiting on you. And, you know, we all equal in, in our camp. We, you know, we're not tripping. We, we know who these are. We know the Millers. We, you know, we, all, we got our, um, we have our protocol and we have, you know, we equal as family. But when he said that, I was like, word? I got on stage to perform and I saw this huge ass poster with like 10 people holding that bitch. I don't know, I don't know where they got it from me. I, I don't, it was like, they must've made, it was still, it was huge, bro. And that many people are more holding it in the crowd together of there's on their family. And I just will never forget, bro, that shit, the crowd, I have never heard that many people screaming for you at one time. You know what I'm saying? At that moment, that time, and that place, that kind of let me know, like, like, wow, like, um, you got that shit off, bro. Like, and you vented, you know, because my album was a lot of venting, you know. Mm-hmm. You heard me? CJ said, you know what? He's from Canada. He said, you know what, Play B? It all boils down to editing. It all, you know, it all boils down to the editor. You know? it is. When you see this, man, it's going to look way different than what you think it is, man. It's going to look like a movie. You know what I mean? Hey, that's, hey, that's what it's supposed to be, baby. A movie every time we link up. For sure, man. So, you don't know Limit Records, man. Everything is going good, man. Then it starts to be rumors of dissension, man. You know, um, it's rumors that Beats by the Pound may be leaving No Limit. Um, yeah. Very, very pivotal part of, important part of the label. It was a producer-driven label. And y'all had very incredible lyricists. I don't think No Limit gets the credit sometimes for the lyricists they had. You know, you, of course, you were a monster. You had Mac that rap his ass off. Yeah, you, Mac Dick a rap. And Mia X is probably, I would have to put her in my top five MCs, man. That's, know, that's female it. MCs. Mia X is hard, man. Mia X, man. Is, that, Mia X is, is a beast. Hey, bro, she, regardless of her gender, she get the job done. She a one-on-one too, bro. Mm-hmm. Mia X is very, very, man, very, um, I, you know, I, I don't want to say underrated, man, because y'all was pushing out gold and platinum records, man. So people was, you know, people's vibing, man. But I don't hear her mentioned I'm, as I'm, much as she possibly should be. I'm happy you brought that up. I think it's a Southern thing, man, or maybe the relationships was, it was a Southern thing. I think a lot of people didn't look at lyricists as from the South. Like a lot of people from the South, when they think of lyricists, they think of Scarface. And sometimes, uh, as far as of the eye of the beholder, you know what I'm saying? But that's how that went for a long time. And until people realized the Mia X's, the Fiends, the Max, the Mysticals, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so forth. You know, there's a gang of people. We'd be here all day. But um, when they mention these um, hip-hop legend tours and stuff, I say that they leave a lot of people off. But it's, I, I, once again, 
it just must be of another person's perspective of or, or, or boils down to the promoter, you know? Yeah, I think that's what it is, man. Um, so we have this thing, man. What was your thoughts in your mind when you start hearing this stuff, man? Like, because the situation was pretty much going perfect. What was going it's, through your mind when you heard that Beats by the Pound may leave the label? Well, I was right there. So if I heard it, I heard it from directly from where it was saying, like, yeah, I mean, if it was a ripple in the water, I saw when someone threw a stone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, when I saw that the label was having differences, I didn't know how to sit people down. Excuse me. I didn't know how to sit people down. I wish I'd known how to sit people down and just kind of move forward about this because it was all about a conversation. And I just think that sometimes people was just stirring things up instead of, you know what I'm saying, like, making sure that they had clarity there. And when you don't have clarity, you have pollution, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I was right there. Exactly, man, exactly. Um, do you and your heart of hearts, man, really feel like if that situation could have been talked out, some could have been came, you know, some kind of resolution could have been made? Uh, I really feel, I think there's two outlooks of it, you know, two perspectives. I think that if the uh, the powers of the label would have, excuse me, if the powers of the label could have possibly got out of the way of wearing the hat of who they were, mm-hmm. and if possibly if the production would have had opportunity to have transparency on where they are today and where it's going tomorrow, I think things could have easily been ironed out. But it takes, you know, getting out those egos. I'm not disrespecting or belittling anybody, but I'm quite sure at the height of your career, it's kind of hard to humble yourself, to sit down and see what, you know, what are people immediate needs, desires, or where I could make things right for them. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the no limit thing. I really do believe things could have possibly been worked out and it would have been a greater good. But I think we didn't have as close a connection we used to have. We didn't have as we didn't have as close of a connection we thought we had. One, at one time we could talk direct, you know, to P on some things, and then it started he kind of delegating power and we gotta go through this, 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 you know what I'm saying? And they ain't really how it was at first. You know what I'm saying? So I think certain things, man, growing as a business, you know what I mean? It just got a little different and a little weird. You know, it's not pointing the fingers at nobody. It's just that um, I think Cass was just too young to know any better, bro. Yeah. And what it sounds like to me is that the label was growing, man, and P probably started delegating more duties to people because he can only wear so many hats. You know, and at that time, he was, you know, playing basketball, doing different things. You know, shout out to Pete, um, you know, brilliant businessman. He did right, something, right, right, you, know, right. you know, he brought something new to the game and was an inspiration to probably right. several new CEOs coming in the game. Yeah, you know what? But I got to be, yeah, this is just me personally. Everyone runs their business how they choose to run their business. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I, and, and I know no one likes to reflect on the past on that type of ordeal. But me personal, I, personally, I really think that the personal touch of the things that what he had is what made the people work and give the best vibrations of themselves. Yeah, true that. And I think when that personal attention left I, to just me, I think that when you don't have clarity, you can only have pollution. Man, that's deep. That's deep. So what at point did you decide to say, you know what, I've ran my course over at No Limit. It's time for me to make some other moves because I'm pretty sure that you were in demand at that time. Um, what I had got to a point was, as far as having any type of musical life outside of No Limit, was I had a baby on the way and I just couldn't predict how I was going to eat. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what No Limit had going on to when I couldn't um, predict making some type of uh, income or livelihood, but I didn't wait I'll point the finger neither. You know what I'm saying? I, I went had a meeting. Yeah, I went had a meeting with Percy and he gave me the room. He cleared everybody out, asked them could they leave. I was grateful for that. You know, he asked me, you know, we went to talking and we had our conversation. And I just wasn't getting the clarity I needed as a, a man, you know, 21 years of age, about to have his first child you know, girlfriend, eight months pregnant. And, you know, she asking how we going to eat, you know what I'm saying? And I, I couldn't burden him with my life outside of business. So, you know, I had asked him, uh, you know, would it be okay if I put out an independent project entitled, can I burn? I figure I'd put me on an independent project. Maybe I, maybe I'd get me some money from somewhere. You know, I, just, I, I wasn't uh, super smart on what to do with money then. It was either you did music or, you, you know, because you know all the wrong people with the right prices, you're going to get out in the street. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, I ended up realizing the safest place for me to be, for me to be the best version of myself and not. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees, every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Got my Prevna 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. 
get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself. But we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I dot com. Cause harm to others and people that I love and not cause people to be stressing about me was to stay my ass in the studio. So I stayed my, yeah, I stayed my ass in the studio, man. And I, I ended up putting out independent projects and uh, I became a millionaire after No Limit. You know what I'm saying? You know, I just looked at it like I got my No Limit University diploma and I did something with my diploma. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's to say how that shit was supposed to go? Who's to, everybody look at things differently, man. I look at it like, if I would have been compensated X, Y, and Z, who's to say I wouldn't have had a crazy drug habit or some shit? Yeah, that's you know? real, man. You know that, that, that's real. So, you know, after you left No Limit Records, you know, you want to start at your own label. You put out Can I Burn? You For know, the record. For the record. I, I didn't, like, leave. Like, you know, like, okay, this is over. Mm-hmm. I, I literally started a label to put out an independent project to hold myself over. Oh, I, as you should have. That's that's all it was, a, was. You know what I'm saying? And then it eventually got taken as that because I didn't re-sign the new contracts. Oh, so, so you were re-offered a chance, opportunity to sign again with no limit? Yeah, I was offered a... I just, I, my lawyer didn't care for the contract and I expressed myself that, you know... And it, it, it get to be in certain remarks and things. I guess it's all business. It wasn't. It wasn't coming out of P mouth or Percy Miller's mouth. It was just reps. You know, they doing what they're supposed to do. Get their sign, keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? I just was like, this. I'm, I'm not signing this. My lawyer told me not to sign this. You know, like I said, we didn't have this personal. You know, um, see about it type of situation at, we had at one time. So I had to deal with middlemen, and I'm quite sure when my message got relayed back, it probably came all sassy, you know, 
<laughs> all yeah. kind of ways. <laughs> exactly. And you know, that's called corrupt communication, man. Yes, sir. Pollution. You know, exactly. And so, you know, there was something I saw, man. Eventually, you want to deal the situation with Rough Riders. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Wendy Day, Jay Quatrini, rest in peace. Um, shout out to Musa. Um, from uh, shout out to Y and D, Dean, Siobhan, Keisha, Alima Dean, Papa Dean, Mama Dean. They're my favorite deans, you heard me? Yeah, so so they approached you. How, how did that come about? It came about by a sign of Rough Riders that uh, when they did ask me, did I want to be famous or did I want to be rich? And I told her I honestly prefer to be rich, you know what I'm saying? So I ended up mortgaging my house and put out a project, Can I Burn? And it caught the likes of Wa from Rough Rider. And we ended up was talking a little bit and I expressed to him that things just wasn't going the way I would hope it would went at no limit. I just couldn't get the clarity I needed to know what was promised tomorrow. And what happened was Rough Rider said DMX was doing more movies. So if you know if you're interested in working with us, like we're interested in working with you, it might be perfect because this powerhouse voice is going to strictly films and you being a powerhouse, who's to say what this might be? You know what I'm saying? So that was my uh that was the objective of me signing the Rough Rider was because X was about to go do movies full time. So, you know, what we gonna do? I'm like, shit, we could run this shit. You know what I mean? Like the world eat this up, bro. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly, man. And I always thought that that was really dope, man, how you went over there. But I'm going to tell you where you really killed them at, man. When you got with the boys from Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, bro. And you start putting out those head busters albums. Oh, bro. That's when I made money for real. You know what I mean? That's when I made money for real, like liquid money for real. Like you getting rapper money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I went, uh, my brother Musa told me Three Six Mafia had a concert at the House of Blues and we should go holler at him. That's your boys, you know what I'm saying? That's your people, you know what I mean? Let's go see him. We went seeing him after the concert. We was talking. You know, we'd be geeked up to see each other. We like, we like real hip-hop kids, bro. You know what I mean? Me and Paul to this day, we he like, bro, you and Ludacris, the only dudes I know that use a song as a reference for every guy that you're talking about. You know, it's just hip-hop babies, bro. Love these people, bro. Him and Juicy love these people. So he was like, man, what if y'all did an album with each other? Don't do that. What if y'all did an album with each other? And uh, Paul was like, yeah, that'd be dope. Juicy was like, shit, that's, that's cool, right? So this is this Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to start on the album Monday, all right? <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. Monday, they didn't respond. They was, the, you know, who to say what, right? They're millionaires already, bro. Still, Tuesday, I showed up to their studio, though. I remember the code to get in the fence, still, to get in the, in the, in the, in the, in the parking lot, still. So you just popped up up there. You said, son, I'm, I'm ready to son, work. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. What's up? That boy Paul told me, Fiend, I love you, bro. I love you, bro. I fucking love you, dog. I'm about to give you all these beats in this briefcase right now uh, to record this project we're about to do. He said this was uh, beats for like one project they was getting ready to 
put out. It was huge. Something they was getting ready to put out. You heard me? He said, I'm about to give you all these beats for this. Still, I knocked out eight songs. Excuse me. Eight songs. And one day, I had none of this pre-written, none of this premeditated. Eight songs one day, right? They was like, they called my brother Moose and said, Moose, what the fuck is y'all feeding this nigga? This nigga that knocked out the half a fucking album or better. And it's we still in this bitch. He was like, man, he, he hungry, bro. You know what I'm saying? Still, it was so bad. Me and my daddy played the PlayStation Madden. Whoever won got the hotel bed because we shared one room. Mm-hmm. You heard me? My daddy was traveling everywhere with me, bro. That's my dad, bro. My That's dad trapped. Yeah, bro. Look, and when I got there, my truck broke down once I got to Memphis. So you were stuck there? Uh, Yeah, no. Look how God worked. The truck got me to the studio, but my truck broke down at the hotel, so I wouldn't even be embarrassed in front of these gentlemen, bro. That's dope. That's how God worked, man. That's God. That's the most highest favor. He got you where you needed to be at and said, I'm going to put you in a situation. Oh, bro. The second day, knocked out five, six most songs, right? They said, hold on, bro. We ain't laid none out fucking verses to none of these shits. It's just you with all these fuck, You with all the songs. I said, well, um, it's all good. Man, we need to wrap this shit in and turn it into selecto hits, bro. He said, well, we got a concert in Knoxville or some shit, and we'll come back, and we'll finish it. With the mixing, right? Mm-hmm. Son, never done before. I get on their tour bus to go with them to Nashville or Knoxville. Son, I got on stage with these men doing backups and everything, dog. Like I was one of the artists. <laughs> That's just how I've been. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't really see ourselves how the world may see us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed myself, bro. Paul was like, I cannot fucking believe you did this shit. We went now, right back to Huh? Now, can I ask you a question? Um, yeah. Three Six Mafia, they're known for being, um, they had that independent game figured out. Early. You know, they, they figured it out early because they were making, you know, those dudes were millionaires, I think, coming out of high school. Yes, let's, 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 let's put it out there. Yes, let's be clear. They were millionaires coming out of high school before any deal arrives, anything, Nate. You yeah. know, the genius businessmen, underrated businessmen. Selecto hits also genius business that assisted them to distribute those projects to get it. You know, I'm yes. And, and he's still doing, and I think, and I believe to this day, Paul is still doing work with Selecto hits. I am too. Is that right? A good yeah. distributor, and and they weathered the storm. Um, a lot of money was made. Um, I don't think people realize the amount of money that was made. And I could tell you from my own personal experience, I brought my house and purchased my first piece of property, everything else, everything good that came to me from the music industry was stuff I was doing on my own. The minute it went left was when I started messing with them companies, messing with the uh, major labels. So you, you know why? Sometimes they got so many hidden agendas and fees and things that we are oblivious to. So their whole thing is to hide shit. You heard me? And get wealthy while we are oblivious. They they start off meaning well. You heard me? And they figured that, you know, you'll just continue to do what you're going to do. Selecto hits, you know, it was just different. You know, we got 
$8 off a unit, you know, $7 off, $7.50 off a unit. You know, you sell, you know, 200,000 units independently, somebody going to know you did something. 250,000 units independently, somebody going to hear about it. You feel me? And I think that's just what happened. You know, these other companies, they get it, they just got their own agenda. But independently, you're able to touch a little bit more. And so a dollar means that much more to you. You know what I'm saying? You know, every, most deals when we get with companies are glorified loans. So, but according to where you are in life, it could be a real booster for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it depends on where you at. Like you said, it depends right. on where you at in life. I know someone, once you really start establishing that this is your career, you want more consistency than anything else. You know, especially when you start getting married, when you have a wife, you have children, you have responsibilities, you have a mortgage, you're not a little kid right, anymore. Right, right, so right. So you have certain responsibilities. I know with my household, if my wife asked me, hey, when is this coming in or when is that coming in? I need to be able to explain that Produce in it. detail. You know, and mm-hmm. I need to be able to produce it because the thing is, the bills don't stop. It's not like we get a reprieve because, oh, man, they messing with the money over here. So I'll pay you when I get this. It don't work. Nah, if the bill is doing care. the fifth, they need the fifth. Nobody yeah, cares they, about that stuff, you they, know? They don't care, bro. Like, I learned that hard from the IRS. They don't care, bro. They don't care. And um, <laughs> they don't care. I got some real hard, real hard life lessons, bro, like. Oh, like accountants that stole money that wasn't even suitable for the job and all kind of stuff, bro. Like you just, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> and a lot of times I used to want to fix that shit myself. How you think you fix things in the street, you know what I'm saying? I used to have it, you know, in so many words, I used to have it fucked up, you know what I'm saying? And then I started realizing, what did you really miss? You know what I'm saying? What, what you really miss? You you don't know if you got uh, the opportunity not to waste your time somewhere from that not happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And this is another note which has nothing to do with what we're talking about now. I tell my guys in the street, you know, um, <clears throat> they tell me, you know, they owe me some money. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm kill that nigga. You know what I'm saying? I say, so so. hold on, let me get this right. You, you want your money or do you want to be a murderer? I was, like, which one you doing? Because if you still want your money, how you how you going to get it, you know, yeah, from you a dead person? You can't from a corpse. Yeah, so I was like, so the, to hear it out loud, I can see my brothers are really, like, processing what it is to make decisions off of emotion. Well, you know, most of our brothers lead from emotion. And that's why we in the position that we in. And a lot of times, um, everything is about communication too. Because I've seen people expect money when they don't really have money coming in. And you know, they think that Facts. it's just like, you know, Facts. they think people, some people have this, especially with the stuff I do, I have to tell some of my guys like, dude, you haven't did anything in two months, but check, you expecting something. But I'm the only one kicking in. I'm doing all the work and everything. So you really pretty much expect me just to give you something, just to be giving it to you. You're not. You're not putting in what you're expecting out of it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's not real. fair. And, and it's not fair. And um, the biggest thing I've learned is just to be fair to everyone. Treat everyone like you would yourself. If me and you do something together, and it's the 
expectation that we're splitting this in half, that means equal work has to go into it. It's not that we split in summer and I'll do all the work up and cure all the costs. No, we are full partnership. If something's going to cost a thousand dollars to do, that means I need 500 from you. Since we're getting half right. of this, you understand right, what right, I mean? Right, right. We both I need agree. to be equally yoked in the situation. Um, and I, and I think that's the bad, the worst part about our people nowadays, man, is that we don't communicate and most of us expect something from nothing. I think that is the biggest problem with most people because being a young man, um, not knowing how to communicate, that was the only thing that happened from not wanting to communicate and being embarrassed. Now you want to fight. Now you want to pull out the sticks because you don't have the, sometimes the communication skills or the education to have some decent dialogue with somebody behind business. So, you know, you feel, uh, 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 you feel disrespected because you may not be able to make out the words. You feel belittled because you, you're not good at communicating. You know, most people don't know that it's okay to agree to disagree. And most people don't know one of the most powerful things is to be able to coexist. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's what most of our people be messed up on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, you know, I don't I don't sit around and play God. So I, you know, I can't tell another person what to do, but I don't sit around and play God. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just gonna do my part. And throughout all these companies that I've worked with, communication is one thing that I've always <clears throat> brought to the table. And I can't even pride myself of spearheading that. There was nobody but God making me sit down and want to talk a little bit, making me sit down and listen, making me sit down and um, assess things, and give myself options. And in business, a man with options is a man that wins. You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, you know, I want to talk to you about that because you have steps. You do a lot of stuff outside the realm of just being a rapper. You're a producer, um, an A&R. I want to delve into that a little bit. Tell me about that because you went over to do a lot of work with Atlantic Records with a guy over in particular, Mike Karen. How did right. that situation come about? The situation working as an A&R producer, writer for Mike Karen came about by uh, my brother DJ Spin down in New Orleans had Mike. Uh, Mike came in town to do something. Maybe he was getting with some DJs. Maybe he was personally just putting his ears, just trying to test the waters out. And Spin couldn't entertain Mike Karen. He had something to do. So he got in with my brother Musa, who is part owner of Jet Life Records. You know what I'm saying? So proud of him, of what he has become. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so, so proud. When I pride myself of seeing potential in somebody and telling them, no, dog, you need to be doing this. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So Musa being a good brother and also my manager, drove my Karen to Baton Rouge. I was already working with KLC at his house. Um, enters uh, Musa and Mike Karen, and they walk in, and he meets, sits with KLC. He's like, KLC, I'd like to get some beats for some things I got going on. I'm sitting in a little half bathroom at KL studio, mm-hmm. rolling weed up and just writing. So he peeks in there. <laughs> He's like, oh, what's up, man? I said, what's up? How you doing? So I'm like, Karen. I said, what's up? I'm Fiend. And Moose was like, this is a, a writer. This guy's been ghostwriting for, 
you know, a lot of shit that, you know, <laughs> that's made millions so platinum and gold repetitiously. So he was like, yeah. He's like, uh, um, I'm looking for a single for Trina for this uh, a little movie we put together called Knocked Up. It's a comedy, you know? I said, okay, cool. He's like, you think you could do something for that? I said, yeah, you know, I, I work on something. I wrote this song called Shake It. You know what I'm saying? Want me to do a little dance, but you know, wrote this joint for Trina, right? She knocked it out the park, bro. Mike uh, then says, "Wait a minute, shit, this this possibly might be a single for the soundtrack." He was like, "Are you signed anybody?" You know, and I was like, "I think I want to work with you, man. Um, you're gonna be the first signee as a writer to APG if you'd be willing to work with me." And I was the first writer he signed along with Bruno Mars. You know what I'm saying? Flew me out there to Cali. I worked at his, he had a, a house, a, 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 I won't say apartment, but kind of a house apartment that he shared with a roommate, right? Mm-hmm. And I, re- I remember cutting vocals at his house. You know what I'm saying? I remember him, his dad's a doctor, right? I remember him drinking these green juices saying he was doing soups are just juice and he wasn't feeling well when it, when when this occurs for him this is what his dad tell him to do i thought that was so cool man your dad is a physician he's mm-hmm. telling you how to heal yourself I, i'm like so me and mike just we bonded we were cool man me and mike be throwing a football outside the studios dude trying to figure who the fuck is mike playing football with mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying they see him differently or know him for whatever you did um we did a gang of hit records with each other bro uh, gang of hit records. I brought to, uh, I brought him Drummer Boy, T Pain, my shorty's uh, single with T Pain Plies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was able to get Pimp C his first feature when he arrived on the streets from jail with Ti, with Manny Fresh reproducer from back side to side. You know what I mean? I introduced Mike Karen to Gucci Man. You know what I'm saying? Well, Gucci Man was still one foot in the trap. You know what I'm saying? Like I gotta, I, I gotta opportunity to do a lot of cool things also kind of like being like a mascot for Atlantic Records with my brand and who I am mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying because once we walked in some of these rooms they'd be like oh shit you here oh man you just shoot me a fucking contract I know if he here you know what I'm saying that type you know so exactly. um, I, I was grateful I did a lot of writing a lot of writing bro a lot of writing um, and we did well and look at Mike Karen today. He uh he's a go-getter and a hustler. He just did some type of crazy 250, 350 million dollar deal with Atlantic Records, you know. Um kudos to Mike once again. Um getting himself that much more solidified in another realm of business, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So um yeah, that's how I became a writer, um, uh, artist. I actually was an artist with Atlantic. They was going to sign me as International Jones. Um, but once I signed, they was like, um, we're about to start doing these 360 deals. And I don't think that you're going to be fond of that. So how would you like becoming an A&R? So you chose the A&R position? Of course. Of course, yeah. Because 360 deals, you know, expound on that a little bit for the people out there that may not be privy to what that is. A 360 deal in the music industry means that you are totally 100% in business with the record company dealing with every aspect of your life, your likeness, 
um, your merchandising, your touring, publishing, everything that comes as far as making an income off of being an artist. Now the label is a partner with you 50-50, if not more of a 360 deal. Oh, wow. So a lot of people don't understand. See, I manage artists. And I tell artists all the time, I say, what you may be happy with signing today that may get you out your little situation that may put it. It's like putting a bandaid in a bullet wound, because eventually, once you start understanding things, once you take care of those little bills and stuff, and you come to the reality that I'm literally being robbed right now. It's not too cool. It's not too cool. The bills don't stop. The bills don't stop. What advice would you give to any um, person trying to pursue this industry? My advice to anybody that's looking to pursue this industry, um, since this is the information knowledge, I believe that there could be some little boys and girls or young adults um, or seasoned veterans that may just not know. So I'm going to give you this because I feel like this is what the spirit is telling me to tell you. You no longer have to go to the street to raise money for your career. You no longer have to ask someone in the streets to raise money for your career. You can work on your credit and you can finance your own career. And once you build something that has value, companies will come to want to do business with you because they see the numbers. Without the numbers, it has no value to them at all. You, me, and anybody else is just another face Really, we all look alike, you know what I'm saying? And it's just another body. Um, so build your brand. You have to be a person that's so confident in what you're doing that you know the, the determined sugar from salt and have patience. You know what I'm saying? Um, sometimes it takes a minute. And you have to be adult enough. You have to be adult enough to know that if you didn't have patience and you did take the short route or took the quick check, that these are the repercussions that come from the deal that you did and being an adult and growing up about it. Um, that would be the advice I would give. And if you, if you have that type of patience, you'll be okay being in these rooms knowing that they just can't entice you with things and that it's their job to entice you. You know, they're, they are the dealer. They are the house in the casino, their job is to take that money from you. You know what I'm saying? That's their job. Don't confuse the two. Very seldom you're going to run across people that's going to care about your craft and want to help you, uh, help you nurture is the word I use. Because every time I think about it, I think about Lil Wayne, an artist that was nurtured, you know, in a surrounding to let them just be great. But even in the likes of that, things can go um, a little different or difficult until we have communication. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, man. Now, before we go, I want to talk to you about this new thing that you got going on, man. You have a podcast now. I got a podcast, man. I got a podcast called Who Got That Fire? W-G-D-F. Who Got? That is spelled D-A-T. Who Got That Fire? Podcast. Who Got That Fire? How long have you been doing that so far? Um, I've been doing it, uh, I guess you could say somewhat professionally now, maybe, maybe a couple months, you know what I mean? Only because, um, a young lady, she's like a sister to me, 
she always tell me that, um, man, you need to be talking to some of these men out here <laughs> about relationship advice, or you need to be talking to my old man. You, he, you know what I'm saying? And I explained to them that it may sound good to you until it's in your pot, until it's on your plate. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The grass can always look green across the street. I said, but you don't know what I did to get here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a man got to humble himself. He definitely leads, but the woman hunts. You know what I'm saying? We can learn from the lions. You know what I'm saying? We can really, really learn from the lions. Respect go a long way, a real, real long way. Like when I travel, I like to travel with women assistance and stuff like that because I'm not about to be nowhere there's a whole bunch of testosterone nonsense going on. You know what I'm saying? Got a female DJ. You know what I'm saying? Like, it breaks the ice in the room. And it eliminates a whole bunch of BS, too, dude, because sometimes our, our our brothers, man, sometimes they full of it, man. They can't help it, bro. It's, it's uh, they fighting whatever they're fighting. Everybody's not going to be a stand-up person and say, yo, I'm not in my best mood right now. I'm just not in the right space. Can we reschedule this for tomorrow? But mentally, I'm just not in that space right now. To alleviate what was up with that person? Why was this person an asshole? Why, you know, what was going on with this? You rubbed me the wrong way. You mad at yourself. Now you want everybody to be mad. I think um, a lot of people in the entertainment industry could do with therapy for one I think a lot of brothers can do with therapy because these deals and promises broken promises these type of stuff man really scoring kids you know what I'm saying it breaks their trust it breaks their motivation it uh you know it takes it it, it just burns them to the ground bro and also it, it, it takes from them the ability to discern when somebody is uh, uh, really trying to look out for them too because they have this mistrust oh, built up in them to where you may start doing business with somebody that's broken and you may be bending over backwards for them but they think in their mind well it has to be something else to it because I've been done wrong everybody before. everybody and it's hard for anybody I've seen guys that I work with on a regular day basis but because of what uh, their own perceptions of no limit records we can't get nothing done because they need their business straight, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not, I can't even be mad at it. I've seen brothers that work with companies and they just feel like this didn't go well, so we got to get this here straight. Um, but some great advice from my dad. Um, God bless my dad, man. Richard Jones Sr. Pops. Pops would say, son, even a dime can block out the sun. You know what I'm saying? Or getting into your life. You know, something that small, bro. So keep that in mind when you're looking to do business with people, you know. is the business of the fabric of the individual is that it'll have moments when the fabric of that individual outweighs the business, you know. And then they're going to have moments when the business can outweigh our perspective of the fabric of the individual. So, but still, the fabric of the individual is important. Y'all need to just come on one page. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, man, people make things complicated. You know, people literally make things complicated. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we explained a lot of these things to people first, they can have the option of whether they want to do business with you. 
That's real talk, man. So I always finish every interview with a profound question. How do you want to be remembered? How do I want to be remembered? I want to be remembered as I meant more good than bad. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Got my Prevna 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.